Thank you for listening to today's podcast. For more information, go to generousjune.co.uk. Today's podcast is brought to us by David Williams, Bishop of Basingstoke, reflecting on Mark chapter 15, verse 33 to 41. Our journey in generosity we're taking individually and as a church. And my reading today comes from Mark chapter 15. And it's that horrendous passage, isn't it, that describes the death of Jesus. There's a question going round my mind all the time when I read a passage like this. How could anyone possibly have taken such a lovely man as Jesus? The one everyone flocked from their homes to hear. They forgot about their need for food. They were so compelled by what he had to say. But it wasn't only just what he had to say. It's what he did. You know, when you were around him, exciting things happened. Water got turned to wine at a wedding. The sick got healed. The hungry got fed. And then you found found yourself watching as he spotted people no one else could see. The woman on her own by a well, the blind beggar outside the city of Jericho, the embarrassed, rather selfish, rich man up a tree, Zacchaeus in the middle of Jericho. Wherever he went, he seemed to change what was going on. He made people see things differently. He told stories that had them laughing one minute and crying the next. How could this man, the most lovely, compelling man who'd ever lived, be taken and crucified outside the city of Jerusalem. But what we do know, because half the gospel record is taken up with the last week of his life, is that he consistently took steps towards the moment of crisis when he was going to be tried, condemned and executed outside the city wall. The most harrowing cry that Jesus ever made in his life is quoted in this reading and is one of the things he says from the cross. In fact, so harrowing is it that many of our Bibles still have it in the Aramaic. Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus, when he's praying, calls God Father in every single prayer he prays, echoing something his mother Mary would have taught him, except at this moment, when instead of Father, he shouts, my God. It's as though he is utterly separated from God in this moment. And we believe in Christian theology, that's exactly what happened. That this person who was in touch with the Father all the way through his life, in the moment of his death, is separated. And if we dig a little deeper, we'll find that our understanding of what happens on the cross, of why he died, is to do with us. That he takes all the sin and all the evil and all the desolation that is our human experience, and he takes it to himself as he dies on a cross. But here's the promise. Because he is desolate and forsaken, you and I never, ever need to be. And the promise he speaks over us is, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. 
You and I need never be desolate because he was desolate. And the reason we need never be desolate is because the story did not end on the cross. It ended three days later when death was defeated and he is alive. And that resurrection life, that means we need not fear death, we need not fear our own mortality, is the very reason I'm a Christian. And many of us will feel that's why we're compelled to this Jesus. How then should we live as a church that reflects that resurrection truth? That there is nothing to be feared. Some of it might sound a bit mundane. I think we're called to be non-anxious in our leadership and in our sharing of our life. I think we're called to be bold with our generosity, our giving of ourselves to other people. I've increasingly think generosity is a way of life. It's not just about our money, although I think it is about our money and our possessions, because often those are the things we hold most closely to ourselves. But it's about our friendship, our time, how we choose to spend what we have on earth. And sometimes if we're following in the footsteps of Christ, it will be astonishing moments of self-sacrifice and self-giving for other people. We will never be completely like Jesus in his death and his resurrection, but he gives us by grace the status of being ransomed, healed, restored, and forgiven. And he promises us an eternity where death is truly defeated. And our challenge as Christians is dare we start to live the kingdom of God now, heaven on earth, death defeated now. And whenever you and I pray the Lord's Prayer, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We're at the cross and we're at the entrance to an empty tomb that says he has won. Will you join with me as we seek prayerfully to live lives as a church that reflect the glorious truth that death is defeated, Jesus is alive. Lord, Lord, with all that we carry, with the reality of our mortality, with the things that we would fear, we pray today for a fresh glimpse of the risen Christ, the one who is Lord and King and bids us welcome to participate in his life. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Go to generousjune.co.uk for more.